Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. Well, welcome to episode three of our walk through the five solas, which again is the the five truths that were rebirthed, um, revived, and resurrected during the Reformation, that we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, according to the scriptures alone, and to the glory of God alone. And so I hope today, um, if you haven't listened to the last two episodes, go listen to them. And I hope today that you enjoy this episode uh, as Steve Strickland, Eli Blaylock, and myself sit down together and talk about the fact that we are saved through faith. So hey, we're back talking about uh, the five souls of the Reformation. Again, if you don't know what the five souls are, listen to the first uh, episode we did. But we were talking about how we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, according to the Scripture alone, to the glory of God alone. Amen. I have to like do something like this when I. I think it's good because I'm counting with you. I so basically, I'm glad that you're doing that because I definitely would have messed up the order of that at some point. Like you've been remarkably consistent through three episodes. <laughs> so, so I just yeah, congrats Thank to you. I got on two that. more episodes yep. to do it. So, okay. <laughs> uh, so hey, today we're talking about uh, how we're saved through faith alone, um, and we're going to look at really. Uh, two places in Romans, and then jump to Hebrews 11 like a little it. bit too. So I'll read, uh, first off, I'll read Romans 1.17, and then I'll jump to Romans 5, and we'll talk about it from there a little bit. Uh, so Romans 1, um, let's read 16 too, because 16 is Yes, good. context. It says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, because oh. it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and also to the Greek, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, just as it is written the righteous will live by faith. So good. And then Romans 5, uh, verses 1, um, I'll read through 1 through 5. It says, Therefore, since we have been declared righteous by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have also obtained access through him by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also rejoice in our afflictions because we know that affliction produces endurance Endurance produces proven character, and proven character produces hope, and this hope will not disappoint us because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And so in this incredible, I think incredible doesn't even do it justice, but in this incredible Holy Spirit-inspired work of Paul and Romans, it's so clear from the get-go that faith is such a bedrock of his theology, right? I mean, it's such a cornerstone of what's going on here. Um, and so in light of Romans 1, uh, 17, and then Romans 5, what, what's some of the thoughts to jump off the page to y'all immediately and just talking about this this idea of faith and this idea of safety, faith alone? Go for it, Eli. Why do I always have to go first? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just beard. like That's putting on the spot gonna, this time. <laughs> I love it. Oh. Let's just see if he can bumble his way through That's the answer. Prime the pump. I feel like I'm being tested. So, no, yeah, I'm, just, no I'm test. chewing up time. We My just mind's learned, running while I'm – We just from you. That's the thing. So, uh, yeah. So, um, well, I, you know, at least for me, I'm still kind of thinking about what we said in the last episode about how we're not saved um, by faith, um, which is interesting because in this passage it says we've been declared righteous by faith, although I do think this is a little bit different. Um, 
in saying that we were declared righteous by faith. Um, I was reading, uh, man, I'm going to sound like such a nerd in all of these. Like, <laughs> there's it. just no, there's no Good. going back. Like, okay. I just have to, I feel like I have to embrace it. Like, it's just embrace who it. I am. Um, so I was, so um, Luther wrote this little treatise um, type thing called uh, The Freedom of a Christian. Mm-hmm. And in there, uh, he made this quote. I literally just read this before I got here. And I wish I would have brought it with me so that I could have, like, pulled it out and quoted it. But I don't, oh, I don't think I did. Um, but it, he, he made this uh, point in there about how, the most, the biggest honor that you can give somebody is to think of them, to honor them as trustworthy and as righteous and as, you know, as basically to see them as a good person. The mm-hmm. worst thing that you can do to somebody is to slander them as somebody who's evil and untrustworthy and all these sorts of things. And he talks about how the most pleasing thing that we can offer to God is to trust him mm-hmm. um, and to believe his promise. And that's what he was really getting at. Um, he's talking about how the law gives us all of these commands and stuff, but they don't come with the ability to do the commands. So we sit there and we're like, oh, look at all these things that we can't do um, and all the good works that we can't achieve and live up to. Um, but by, by, you know, when we we're brought to this place, all we can do is all we, we can trust God and we can believe in his faithfulness. Mm-hmm. But by doing that, we're paying God the highest mm-hmm. honor possible because we're saying, God, you are trustworthy and you are good and you are gracious. And as a result of us believing in God, God declares us to be righteous. And to me, that was really important because I think that sometimes we think of God as like this great, like moralizer. And mm-hmm. he's just like over, he's just like concerned about all these little like mm-hmm. itty bitty details. But like, if you go back and you flip back to Romans one, it talks about how sort of the cardinal sin is unbelief. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what it is. All these other things that points out all these sexual sins and all these other things that are a result of God handing people over. Those things are actually the punishment for unbelief in God. Um, and so what God is really after is our trust and our belief and our reliance on him. Um, and as we do that, then we receive the righteousness of Christ by his grace yeah. mm-hmm. um, given to us. Does so that my, make sense? So yeah. So yeah. help me, correct me if I'm wrong. So what you're saying is because of the first thing that the Bible has taught us well is that God is graceful. He has given grace. When your heart realizes, when, you're, when you realize that, and you're you're awakened to that truth. It's like, why wouldn't you trust him with everything? Absolutely. When you realize you have nothing, but yet he's given you everything. In fact, you've been rebellious against him, and he's still giving you love and forgiveness. Then why wouldn't you do what he says? Yeah, and I think that's a good point. But on the flip on the flip side of that as well, and this is sort of the temptation that I think Luther was kicking back against is that when we try to complement, say, God's grace with our works or by doing penance and these sorts of things, we're really saying that he's not trustworthy. That's right. And so we need to do these extra things to make sure that he'll save us. Um, Whereas he he sort of recognized and found freedom in the fact that I'm just saved by his faith and it's Mm -hmm. not by works. And so he distrusted, he wasn't counting on his works at all. To right. save him, because then that would be to insult God's character and insult God's grace. Because you yeah. can't pay him back. Exactly, you yeah. You can't pay back grace. Mm-hmm. But in re- to, re- to be realistic, it's just, why, if he is who he is, and he is who he is, then wouldn't a natural byproduct be to trust whatever? Mm-hmm. And actually, that's actually yes. one of the evidences that you have embraced and understand is true grace. Mm-hmm. It's like, God, 
there's nothing you can't command me to do that I wouldn't do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I do think that, but that's, yeah. And that obedience though is motivated not out of, Oh, I need to get myself into heaven. So important. Uh, Yeah. And that's of such, yeah, that is such an important thing to do. Um, in another place he wrote about two kinds of, he he called it two kinds of righteousness and one, essentially the saving righteousness that we receive in Jesus Christ is what he called an alien righteousness. Mm -hmm. It is not native to us. It comes from somewhere else. It is Jesus's righteousness, all of his goodness, all, the ways that he succeeded in pleasing God is credited to us. We're covered by that. Yeah. But then he also talked about our actual righteousness, which is the good things that we do. But the good things that we do aren't saving us. They're just growing out of what Jesus there did. That's what it's based on. That's what causes it. And so really there's no righteousness at all that we can really achieve without having first received Jesus's righteousness, which we receive through faith, by believing and trusting in him. I think that's what's so cool, too, about the beginning of Romans 5, when it says, we've been declared righteous by faith, we have peace with God, is that, like, right now we can sit there and rest in the fact that I have peace with God because through faith I've received all that Christ has for me. Mm -hmm. And through faith I've received that, so it's not like I'm, it's not like I have to go to bed nervous tonight wondering if I lived good enough. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I have to, Especially for today, like like I feel so inferior with right. that lie right here. It's not like I have to go to bed nervous and be like, man, right. did I talk well enough as we were discipling students or trying to? Right. You know what I'm saying? Which, it's no, it's I, I have peace with God that's yes. come through which, what I've received in Christ. Which in a way, which in so, a way is a, for our, for our Catholic friends, um, to think that you can do something and if you don't repent of it that day, you will spend time in purgatory or hell. You see what I'm saying? That that doctrine, that theology there, is flies completely in the face of God's yeah. gracious. Yeah. Yeah. He, and and it's through your faith in His, because because what they believe is if you if you die without penance, I guess is penance. that correct? Yeah. Penance. Then you're not you're not saved enough. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And well, yeah. And now we're getting into t- kind of like the differences in how they think righteousness works because for them, like for for me, what I would say is I'm essentially riding Jesus's righteousness into heaven. <laughs> like, you know, that's, that's what I, you know, that, I mean, I what yeah, that, that, that's pretty much what, what I'm doing. Whereas I, I think that in Catholic theology, they would say something along the lines of Jesus is making you into a person who is righteous enough to get okay. into heaven. Okay. Um, and so that's why you might have to do time in, in, in purgatory. So you have to, yeah, you have to, you need to, to suffer so that your character will be built up, which I believe that, I mean, we believe the character is built through suffering. The Bible teaches that. Absolutely. But yeah, but, um, you know, you may not be righteous enough to, to go be with God. And so you need to go and suffer in purgatory for who knows how long until your character and your righteousness is formed enough to the point that you can enter into heaven. And I, you know, and I, if you, if you go back and you look at Luther, I think there's a pretty good case we made that Luther was probably mentally ill, Per, like he was just emotional, <laughs> like, like, but, but no, I'm not making fun of him, but like, but like, if you look at him, like dude, the dude was like depressed, he was bipolar, he would fly off the handle. He I mean, was, he was, he was a, I mean, awesome, he was a very, he was like most middle school students <laughs> yes. that I love so much. Yes. And so, but like he, and you can see where that theology was just crippling him because it, yeah. it left him just buried beneath guilt. Yeah. Like I can't ever please this guy. There's this right. point where he told one of his mentors, I hate God yeah. because he, he always he thought won't. God was angry. He's like, I can't be good enough. Can't and so he was frustrated. Right. And, uh, and so this is when it's saying, we you know, have it's funny to say that exactly right. You yeah. Can't. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, it, it is. And so like this, this declaration, like we have peace with God. Yeah. It's such a good thing. It's like because, you know, that just, and, and you can tell that just released him in such a great way. Yeah. 
um, because he recognized, man, I've received a righteousness that is not my own mm-hmm. through faith in Jesus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and, then, and then he needs to let folks know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At all cost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, too, with this idea of saved through faith alone is, and you see this, I mean, literally, I think it'd be really cool if we had 66 episodes to do, to, to talk about, to, to talk about, that's next year. That's, that's next, next year. year. Uh, but to talk about an example. I call of, Ecclesiastes. Yeah, yeah. But, but to talk about how we see, what you can literally see these these truths of the Reformation, especially by grace alone, through faith alone, yeah, Christ yeah. alone, you see these all over the Bible. And, and especially what's so cool with faith alone is all the different examples that Scripture gives us mm-hmm. of people living their life through faith alone. And so before we go to Hebrews 11, real quick, I just even thought about this, like have my Bible open to Romans 4, like right before he talks about faith, <gasps> what does he do? He goes to Abraham, and he's like, you Jews, you're talking about this guy who you're saying is like the father of your you know nation, which oh, he was, you know, he's a Jewish father. Preach but he said before Abraham was saved, which is in verse three of chapter yeah. four, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Credited it. Yeah. So he said even your forefather yeah. was saved through faith, believing and trusting in God and what mm-hmm. God said was true. And so Abraham's a great example of that. But Hebrews eleven has just a ton of people like right. that. Right. So who's some of your people? Who you got? Oh, I thought you, I thought you had Hebrews. I wasn't going. Keep sorry. talking. Keep talking. Huh? Keep talking. Scriptures. Well, here's what I think is cool is as I think we do. <laughs> I think there is there does have to be this distinction made on faith is I, I've heard it cornerly said, but I think it's so true, is we are saved through faith alone, but faith is never alone. Right? Yeah. That what's so cool about in Hebrews eleven is you see all these people where, you know, in verse four, by faith Abel, in verse mm. five, by faith Enoch, in verse seven, by faith Noah, and by right. faith Abraham. But what's so cool is it says by faith these people Yes. And then they did something. That's right. right? That's it wasn't right. like by like uh, we were joking. And Eli, this is your moment. Uh, you know, <laughs> Noah. Hey Eli, Noah. here it comes. You know? <laughs> Catch it. By faith, Noah was saved. Yes, but if Noah does not pick up wood and build an ark, Noah dies. <laughs> and I said, faith don't float. It's like <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. That's a t-shirt. Is, faith yeah. don't, faith float. don't float. Hashtag faith don't float. This is something. Can I? How much time do we have? Uh, we got like. Four minutes. Four minutes. Okay, uh, that's plenty of time. Um, <laughs> if we go to, can you I? Like I'm going to bomb it. the conversation. Go um, for it. Let's go to. Let's flip to a different passage. Actually, let's go to James. Yeah, sorry. Get over. I it. love him um, so much. So if you go to James, where does it say <laughs> this? James two, ain't it? What did yeah, Luther it's think in James, about James two? Luther? I'm looking for the verse. Verse fourteen. Is it verse fourteen where it literally says, "What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims that is not the verse I was looking for?" Dang Why? It. Why <laughs> would you? Yeah, you got me reading now. I look like a dummy because of you. Um, So, where is it? Wasn't Abraham my father? There's one where it says, oh, goodness, now my iPad is glitching up. I can't see anything. This is why you need a hard copy. I know, you're right. Yeah, I'm a heathen over here with, so anyways. Bible with skin. um, Aha, here it is. Senseless person, verse 20. Are you willing to learn that faith without works is useless? Wasn't Abraham our father justified by works? and offering Isaac, his son, on the altar. You see that faith was active together with his works, and by works faith was made complete, and the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and has credited him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. You see the person, you see that, uh, you see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. Doesn't that sort of just like nuke everything that we just said? It does, it does. Does it though? But, 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 but the thing is, but basically the thing that I think we, that, and just just for my opinion is when you when you teach and preach faith alone well you're basically teaching that god's grace transforms your heart 
and your, you put your faith in his grace, guys, natural byproducts, you're going to see fruit. Yeah. And I think what you just read is, is James's explanation of that truth. It's like, guys, it's going to show up in your works. It just, it just, and here's the thing. It has to. It's not, it does, you don't, it doesn't have to to save you, but it just has to. It's like, duh, it's going to show up, you know? And so your faith will produce works. I think, I think it's you that used this illustration one time, and it was so simple but so good. It's like you're not going to take a, you know, apple tree. You've mm-hmm. used this before. You're not going to take a sign that says orange tree and stake it in the ground. And you can't say that it's an orange tree just because that sign's there. Because ah, right. you, know, you know what it is by the fruit. And so I think it's so true, and it, and it works perfectly with James too. And, and see, I don't think it, I don't think it contradicts at all. I don't know you don't either. Or I don't think you do. I do actually. I do. You, I'm you just actually, kidding. No. <laughs> but, but, well, the problem is, I think Luther did too. They might have, might have. But but for real, it is it is that it's it's. Well, there's that. If you are saved by your faith alone, so if we got students listening to this or, or parents or whatever listening to this, saying I'm saved through faith alone, that's awesome. But if there's no fruit, then Yes. Is your faith in the right? I, I think I'm going to put saying? a spin on this. Put I think that I think that our issue is that we have very poor definitions of what faith is. Yes. Yeah. Because to and, and faith is something too. Like, when do y'all use the word faith outside of church? Ever? Like, I mean, you know, it's just, it's a very churchy word, yeah. and so like, I think that with it, like, it faith has essentially come to be like this soft like belief, mm-hmm. like. Sort of like I have faith that China exists. I've never seen China, but I just believe that it's there. How does that change my life? Not at all. I just believe that it's there. You know, like you know, and and I think that's sort of what we think faith is. It's like I believe that Jesus was there. You know, that he rose from the dead, and that's it. But whereas it it seems to me that in the Bible, faith has connotations of belief, but also of trust, Mm -hmm. and also Mm -hmm. of I I would say allegiance um, and loyalty and that sort of thing. And so. uh, this is sort of this is sort of how I would put it. Um, you know, James brings up this instance, and I think that James is sort of cooperating here with people that have a bad definition of faith, kind of like we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he he brings up Abraham offering his son to Isaac. Well, you remember that story? Um, Abraham, like this is the whole thing. Like you know, it says Abraham believed God. He believed specifically that God was going to give him a son. That was specifically what he believed. God, God does it, yay! But then God says, "Go kill your son." And so Abraham's faith is being tested. Is God actually going to do what he said he's going what he said he's going to do? And evidently Abraham trusted God and believed that so much to the point that he was willing to offer up his own son to God. Abraham can say, God, I believe that you're going to give me a son no matter what. And then he doesn't offer Isaac. Mm. Well, guess what? Then you don't really believe it. That's right. And so it's sort of like, you know, if if you know, if I say that this chair can hold me up, but I refuse to sit in it, you know, you would say, you must not really think that, right. you know, you must think that that chair is really, uh, and that, but that's how we can be with God. We say that we believe in God, but then we obviously don't trust him because we don't do what he says. We have a backup plan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so that's, you, you know, that, that, that's just obviously like, this is something that kills me too. Since we're Baptist, we can say this. <laughs> Luther would have a problem with this, but we, you know, we don't care. Um, so, uh, but when people say, you know, there's this big problem passage sometimes in 
in Acts 2 where Peter says, if you want to be saved, repent and be baptized. Mm-hmm. And we say, wait a minute, baptism doesn't save us. I don't have to be saved. To be, I don't be, have to be baptized to be saved. And so then you have people that go around in church, Baptist churches claiming to be saved but won't get in the water and do that. And it's like, oh, I believe it. I believe in Jesus. I trust Jesus. I just don't do what he says. That's exactly right. That's not faith. Those things you cannot actually don't exist trust in the same you, space. You actually don't trust him. Exactly right. So, Because I, I believe that's, I believe literally... Those, I mean, yeah, I said it, but I'm sorry. Those two things that you said is I believe in him, but I don't want to do what he says. Or I'm not going to do what I don't trust him. Those two things do not exist in the same space. Mm-hmm. Just because you say it doesn't mean it exists. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. So yes, your I, actions I, will prove that. Yeah. So I think the good, just to wrap it up for time, I, I think the good thing that's reminded me out of this conversation is faith's an intense thing, man. It is intense. I mean, faith really is. Like, I think we love, you know, yeah. we, we love to throw it out. By grace, so through faithful. And, yeah, faith's intense, man. It's got teeth, man. It, it, does. it does. And, it, and sometimes it'll bite you. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. So I enjoyed that conversation. That was good for me. me. Uh, so we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, according to the scriptures alone, to the glory of God alone. Tomorrow, we're looking at in Christ alone. I love it. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.